Magic 106.7. It is Special Guest Friday, and mm-hmm. our special guest is special indeed. Anthony Grassi joins us from uh, Lacan, Paris, Patisserie, with two locations, one in Newton, one in Brookline. You're a baker from way back, studying sourdough in mm-hmm. San Francisco. And so I have a question right off the top. When I'm making chocolate chip cookies, okay, and I put them in the oven, I put them in the middle rack, and I follow the directions for the heat, why do they always seem like they're undercooked on the top and they're burnt on the bottom? What am I doing wrong? Because every time I try to make cookies, my kids yeah, are like, well, you can't get it. I can't get it right. They're never, they're never not burnt on the bottom. I think that definitely sounds like an oven issue on first instinct. So I don't know if you have a new nice oven or an older oven, but what you can do is double up your sheet pans. Um, so put two mm. sheet pans on top of each other because it sounds like maybe you're getting too much heat from the bottom of the yeah. oven and not enough from top. But I was going to ask about the that, pan. That's an easy oh, tip. Okay. Also, I you can use like a sill pat. Have you ever heard of like sil-pat. a silicone sill pat? Oh, you're so funny. I don't know. I'm lucky I know where the flour oh, is. <laughs> a sill pat. S-I-L-P-A-T. You can find them on Amazon. It'll fit your sheet pan and it's going to help distribute the heat more evenly. Oh um, that way your cookies will have a more even bake. And it's something you lay... You Put on top of your pan, and yeah. Then you can put your stuff right on it, huh? That's right. See, a silpat, easy Got solution. It. That's why we need the expert in here. I to know. Us. Seriously, I've been—it's been bothering me mm. for a long time. Sue, did you have a question? I'm licking my lips because I just ate. What did I eat, Anthony? Uh, Swiss something. <laughs> Pan Suisse. Pan Suisse croissant, and it was delicious. Delicious. The life of a baker, we talked about this a little bit off the air, is uh, like you you get in at 2 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, 2 or 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. What's your life like outside? The bakery. I mean, so you, you know, when do you wrap it up for the day? Is it six, five, six o'clock at night? Yeah, I think um, when it's all said and done at the end of the day, four, five, six p.m. is definitely when you're trying to wrap up, finish all your work, Mm -hmm. get off the computer, and just light a candle and relax for an hour before you have to fall asleep, you know? But it's a lot of commitment and discipline, you know, you have to go to bed on time. Otherwise, the next day you're not going to feel good, so. Yeah. We know that. <laughs> you told us you worked for a little while in the food industry, but but on the other side of the clock, in like the restaurant and maybe hotels, you know, that, that where you were sort of doing dinner service into the evening. Can you talk a little bit about the difference that type of lifestyle and that type of cooking is versus what you're doing now? Yeah, I think anyone in the food industry would tell you the same, but working uh, the night shift on the line is a different kind of commitment, a different kind of stress level. You're really at the will of other people, right? So if you need 20 dishes in 20 minutes, you have to get those done. The transition, the difference between the night shift and that working so, so hard is that you uh, between the bakery is that, you know, in the bakery, you have pars, you have levels, and you have... Uh, uh, numbers that you have to meet, and you're going to meet them every morning. But it's on a schedule, so you're no, you don't have kind somebody the pointing their finger at you, yeah. telling you, you know. There are no surprises. You know what you're walking into every day. You're going to make 20 plan. loaves of this or yeah. 20 of you know, oh, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, we have par levels for every product that we make. Uh, we prepare them the day before. What's a par level? A par. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask. I'm like, isn't a par a golf <laughs> thing? Like, I don't get it. I don't. Yeah, it is. It is uh, a par level, right? So if on Wednesdays I sell 20 plants. 
plain croissants, that means I have a sheet of paper, and when I go to to the bakery on Wednesday morning, it says, make 20 plain croissants. And that way I know I'm going to proof and bake 20 plain croissants for the store that day. Mm. Each okay. of our products have their own par level. That way we don't make too much or not enough. Oh, so I was going to ask, yeah, how do you know how to balance it out? That's so So it's just based on demand and, you know, history and numbers that you're tracking of sales. Okay. Absolutely. Got yep. it. Go through the names of the, of the croissants, which are beautiful. What you brought us today, you brought us six, just, they're stunning. Yeah, we have the pistachio croissant, the pistachio mascarpone croissant, mm. our strawberry white cheesecake croissant. Uh, we have a Biscoff caramel ring croissant. That's our Lacan Paris ring signature uh, shape. We have the milk chocolate cube, a plain butter croissant, a pan suisse, traditional French pastry That's filled with pastry have. cream and chocolate <laughs> chips. Mm-hmm. And then we have our Boston cream croissant, which is dipped in chocolate and filled with our Lacan Paris milk cream. Oh, we didn't have that one yet. We got to eat that one, too. These are just beautiful. I want to ask, and we'll do this in the next break, I want to ask you about maybe ideas that you had for something and you tried it out and it just didn't hang together. Maybe it was a good idea on paper and or somebody brought it up and... (laughs) didn't try to execute it and it didn't just come together coming up pastry fails yeah pastry fails <laughs> well, 